Our text this morning is the gospel reading in John 3, um, going back to verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? This is our text. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I feel a little sorry for Nicodemus here. Because what he's trying to deal with is not easy. Uh, I don't know why, but it reminds me of uh, uh, buying a car. You know, when, when you go do that, if you find that you need to do that, it, it's sort of a, a, a feeling of anticipation to go deal with it. On the other hand, you have to face a salesman. And, you know, car salesmen, they're, they're uh, well, how would you say, uh, it's, uh, if, they, if they do what they're supposed to do, they can wait you out. Because you either need one or you don't. And they're going to be able to tell pretty quick if you need one. So then you go shop, right, and you face these guys, and you're probably feeling a little, uh, uh, well, you, you feel the need to appear uncommitted. <laughs> because, you know, if you look like you're committed, then they're going to find a way to make it work. So, you, you know, you, you, you get a little uh, uh, on the appearance of slyness, uh, except it doesn't ever work because they know that you're either going to buy or you're not going to buy and they can wait you out. They can be as patient as they need to be. And, you know, as long as you're there not telling them no or walking away, they can continue to uh, bring their influence. And, and this is, uh, it feels like to me what Nicodemus is dealing with. Or at least he thinks he's dealing with that. Um, this is a, a very powerful politician in the theological rule of Israel. He's a, it says he's a Pharisee, which means, and that's one of the political parties that runs the place. Uh, and um, he's also uh, a ruler of the Jews, it says. So he probably sits on the Council of Seventy, which the Romans permit to run the, 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 the nation of Israel uh, uh, with its own culture and its own ethnicity. They're just allowed to do that uh, in, in the way that they see fit as long as there is no trouble. Okay, so he's a pretty powerful guy if he's doing that. But he's not sure if he's in or out with Jesus. Uh, he, well, at least, you know, this is the way he seems to be coming at it. So he, he, he comes to Jesus at night, which is not the sort of thing you typically do. Uh, if you want to talk to somebody, you don't, you don't sneak up on him at night. Uh, and, well, I mean, he's not being sneaky exactly, except he doesn't want to be seen talking to Jesus. Because if he, who is a ruler of the Jews, is seen talking to a guy who's uh, controversial, and possibly even hated by a number of people that he works with, then uh, uh, he could get into some trouble. So he comes at night hoping that the risk is low. Tells you something about how he's coming to it. Uh, car salesman comes to mind. So then he comes with the gossip approach. And you've probably all heard this one time or another. Um, somebody wants you to to change what you're doing or whatever, and they'll say, everybody says, 
uh, and I'm always tempted to say everybody who, but uh, let you understand the principle of the thing. He doesn't say that because he's the Jewish guy in the first century, but he says, uh, we all know that you're a teacher and that you know you're with God and uh, and that you have power. Uh, and and I, if I was Jesus, I would have said we who, but he, he doesn't do that. He gives them. He doesn't even discuss what Nicodemus seems to want to talk about. He comes completely different, which is what Jesus always does, especially in this Gospel of John. He comes with something impossible. So now we go from. I'm a little uh, upset and noncommittal, and now I have to deal with impossible. Um, I, I'm, I'm always a little struck with this because uh, you know Nicodemus says he's a teacher, and he gives him uh, a connection to God through the things that he does. I would think, you would think, I would suppose that that just means he's in. I mean, if you're talking to a teacher that you know God sent, that has the power of God, then you just, whatever he says, you got to be okay with, right? I mean, that's what you would think, except he's saying it all backwards and squirrely. So Jesus comes with, um, uh, you can't see God's kingdom unless you're born again. Now, I mean, that looks pretty normal. I, I would suppose... Uh, that, that, that you know this is common and known to you that he said this to him and and you probably think that's just as clear as it could be spoken except it isn't remotely because you know Nicodemus says what do you mean uh, obviously he doesn't get it if you think about born again that's already difficult uh, uh, but uh, it, it's worse if you look at the language underneath of there the, the, uh, it doesn't exactly say again uh, the, the word that's there in Greek means from the top. Or, you know, we might say, well, that means you start over, right? But uh, it also can mean from above. Well, okay, now, if, if I say born again, that means one thing. If I say born from above, that means something different, right? If you're a Jewish guy, you know that that's not the same thing. But he chose to hear born again. And so he's asking about, well, how am I supposed to? Go back up inside my mother and, and do this again when I'm an old guy. Because he chooses to hear born again and not born from above. John has said before, you go back to chapter 1, born of God, which means born from above. Uh, and, and, uh, and Nicodemus doesn't hear that because that would be more difficult and out of his hands. And then Jesus tells him something even worse. He says you can't even enter the kingdom of God unless you're born of water and spirit. Now, now you have to understand there's no baptism yet. John the Baptist did something, but that was just water. He said that somebody else is coming with the spirit and fire, and, and there's the guy standing there. But Nicodemus is not seeing anything like that. Uh, and the other problem is the words again. Uh, the water, that's pretty clear. Uh, but the, the spirit word can also be breath. Now, when you're born from your mother in the flesh, you, you, you know, water, uh, we didn't mention the other stuff that comes out there, but because <laughs> it's kind of messy. But uh, uh, 
but water, I mean, obviously the, 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 the waters of the birth sack are in there. Uh, and, and also, uh, you have to breathe when you're born. I mean, that's kind of necessary. People fuss about that. Uh, and, and Nicodemus could have heard that instead of spirit, because it's the same exact word. We talked about this Wednesday, how those things, they overlap all over the place. And, and who knows what he heard, but it's not clear to him what Jesus is talking about. And, and to be honest, if you just heard everything I said, it, it shouldn't be entirely clear to you either. And, and uh, here we sit, and it's not clear to Nicodemus, and he has to see uh, uh, coming in here in a non-committal fashion, if he can deal with this Jesus guy, if he's really the Messiah or not, uh, he knows something about him, but is he in or is he out? And Jesus comes with this impossible stuff that's very hard to understand, and he has to go from that. It's not a simple thing. Now, it would be nice to say all of Scripture is easily accepted. I didn't say understood because I know how that goes, because we all sort of in the same box with that. But it would be nice if it was all easily acceptable, but it's not. Some of it looks impossible. Some of it's difficult or hard or, or even uh, unreasonable in some people's minds, uh, even ours. Uh, it would be nice if Jesus always said stuff we like to hear, because, you know, he's supposed to be comforting and uh, he's supposed to be savior and all that's rather positive, at least in its nature. Uh, it would be nice if everything else that he said was is nice to hear, but it's not, as you well know. Believing would be a whole bunch simpler if everything he said was easy, right? But, it's, you know, if you find yourself asking questions, I would suppose Nicodemus had the same problem. Can't we just believe and get it over with and have salvation? You know, believing is something I can do. You do that sometimes. You believe what's on the TV. We were talking about the TV earlier. You've got to believe what's on the TV or in the newspaper or on the news or on the Internet or, or what your friend tells you or what your pastor says. You just got to believe that. And you do a lot of times. Well, can't you just do that and get your salvation? Apparently not. Can we just repent, whatever that is, and, and have forgiveness, be done with it, then you don't have to worry about God anymore? Well, no. Can't you just get baptized, you know, get the water put on you and, and cooperate with that and uh, be born of water and spirit like Jesus is saying? Well, I mean, it should be as simple as that, but it isn't really. And, and Nicodemus can see how not simple that is. We should have a little sympathy for that. The big problem is Nicodemus, with us, heard what is difficult, what seems impossible, what was, well, uh, he's faced with a problem. If Jesus says hard stuff, can you just be okay with that? Or do you have to fuss about it? Or do you have to struggle through it? Or do you have to be sitting in Nicodemus' shoes and just take it even though it sounds ridiculous? 
just believing him anyway, no matter what it sounds like, and go on your way, sure of your salvation? Nicodemus realized how little he understood Jesus. He was faced with him. Uh, I, I don't think we have any notion of how difficult that had to be to be standing in front of someone who looks like a human being, like you've seen so many of, and, and say, yup, this is the Son of God. Here is my salvation. Because it sure doesn't look like it. And it sure doesn't sound like it to Nicodemus. Except there he stands. Can you believe that and that be good enough? Uh, Hopefully I painted that picture that Nicodemus saw as being not as easy as it should be. Because you can't even do that. You can't just say, okay. Uh, it, it doesn't come as simply as that. And if you can hear Nicodemus at all, you know that's true. And it's not any more possible that you could give birth to yourself. I've never actually tried it. It's kind of a horrible picture, actually. So, uh, but I know I can't do it, so that's going to have to do uh, You can't control your birth of water and spirit because you don't have any control over the spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't follow your will. As you listen to Jesus here at all, you heard him say he has his own will, and he goes where he wants to go, and he does what he wants to do. It's not your thing to control. It's a gift of grace to you, or it's nothing. Jesus is there with Nicodemus. That is the Savior that's there. He came into the flesh just like yours, looking like any ordinary human being, <clears throat> to give his life for yours. The Son of God did that. You could in no way do that for yourself either. It's, you owe your life for the first sin you did. And now what do you do with all the rest of them? You, you can't pay for that. No one could have made the Son of God die on a cross for you either. Now, it kind of looks like he goes as a prisoner, but I mean, uh, if you think about it even a little bit, you know that when they tried to arrest him, they all fell back when he said who he was. They, they could not have arrested him if he just said, no, you're not doing that. He said he could have called up Legions, 10,000 angels to, to come and back him up. Now, how are you going to argue with that? But he didn't do that. He went willingly, but you couldn't have made him go. In fact, it's unimaginable that he did that for you. Uh, but it's obvious enough that it would have to be the will of God for that to happen, for that to save you. You cannot come part way to Jesus on your own. You can't come part way to Jesus at all because it's kind of like being almost pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. There's not a lot of stuff in between. Uh, and this is very much like that. Nicodemus tried to do part way. He tried to come uh, under cover of darkness. He tried to come anonymously to his friends. And, and you can't do anything, nothing, without him. Not even part way. <clears throat> you believe him, it's because you're inspired. 
because the Holy Spirit is in you. All the hard stuff, all the impossible stuff, all the unbelievable stuff, you either believe it or you don't believe it. There isn't anything else because you can't conceive of it. And as it happens, he caused Nicodemus to be born of God, to be born from above. Uh, <clears throat> you see later that when Jesus dies on the cross, uh, Joseph of Arimathea comes to get his body. Well, he doesn't come alone. Nicodemus comes along. Publicly, they take Jesus down off the cross and take him for burial. They did that and they would have lost all rights to be ruling anything, to be a Pharisee, to be on the Sanhedrin, to go to the temple, to, all of that would have been taken from them, all of it. And they did that. There's no part way there. Nicodemus finally did come like that, just as he, uh, well, he did that in the inspiration of the spirit that caused him to believe even the impossible, just as this has finally been done even for you and for countless others before you and there are more yet to come. That is the salvation of God. It is mysterious. It is impossible. It is unpredictable. It is not something you can control in any way at all, but it is and only is in Christ. Uh, I, I look at this text and I would imagine you've seen it um, many, many, many times, uh, but when, when uh, well, you know how I am, I, I look for the weird stuff. And there's so much ambiguous stuff in here. It's hard to imagine that Nicodemus could have followed any of this and gone and end up being a believer like that. Uh, does he mean born up, uh, again, or does he mean born from above, like as in born from God? Does he mean water and spirit, or does he mean water and breath like any baby born? Does he mean teacher, like Nicodemus called him, or does he mean Messiah? Is Jesus a teacher only, or is he a prophet only, or is he the son of the living God? These things, they, they come up in scripture. You see the word that's presented to you and the Holy Spirit responds in you and you understand that Jesus knows all of these things. He knows what he meant to say. He wants you to understand what he is meaning to say so that you can hear him, believe him, and be saved. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.